0: Just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Well, hey everybody, Merry Christmas. It is absolutely wonderful to have this opportunity be with you today, and we are just thrilled. We, uh, school is wrapping up. For those of you that have kids, holidays are soon. Christmas day is just around the corner. I hope you've beaten that mad rush. I think it's been a mad rush for all of us here in Victoria as we've um, kind of come out of come out of our lockdowns and uh, into shopping and all those sorts of things. What a wonderful opportunity and what a wonderful time Christmas is. It's definitely my most favourite time of the year for so many reasons, but more so just that opportunity to be with family and be with friends and celebrate the joy of Christmas, which is the birth of Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Lord. And so I want to encourage you, make the most of this season. Reconnect with family, and friends, and go out of your way to spend a lot of great quality time with your people. Uh, it's amazing to have you here. If you are visiting or you're new to Empower Church, want to encourage you to head to our website, empowerchurch.co. If you're a part of our East community, you'll see right there just on that landing page that there is a uh, an East button or circle that you can click, as well as with the North, um, and so I want to encourage you to do that because within those uh, within those pages is just, all the relevant information you need about what we're up to um, over this Christmas period. I want to thank you for your generosity and for your giving. I want to thank you uh, for those of you that came out last Sunday to our walkthrough gift-giving service. We're having to get innovative and um, just due to the venue restrictions at this point in time, so we opened up that alfresco. Thank you so much for your generosity, for those that gave um, either money uh, for us to buy gifts and, and um, you know, just help support our community and those that brought backpacks full of stationery and goodies and stuff like that. It's a privilege to partner with our local community, some different organisations. I think it's wonderful that we've partnered with the Salvation Army um, primarily because what a great thing it is. They are literally a church directly across the road. Um, sometimes when I've been arriving in the morning, I've seen their pastor, their church leader arriving at the same time. And it's always a, hey, how you going? Have a great day because it's the kingdom. We're in this together. It's not about the empire of empower or something else. It's about seeing lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. And that's the very heart of our church. And, um, and it was just a privilege partnering with them. It was also great to be able to partner and be able to support local indigenous young people by blessing them with a voucher, um, a gift card this year for Christmas. So thank you so much. And thank you for your continued giving and generosity. I know it's a busy time, but I wanna just continue to encourage you Uh, to be be faithful and to um, bring your tithes, give your offerings in the way that the Lord leads you to do that. Well, awesome. Uh, We're going to spend a few minutes in the Word today. Um, Over the next coming weeks, we're going to just kind of spend 15, 20 minutes maybe just sharing around something around the birth of Jesus, around the Christmas message and what makes it so special to us as followers of Jesus. But before we do that, let's pray and then we'll get into the Word. Father we thank you, you're so good and we believe that you're on the throne and we just want to take this opportunity to honour you, we want to take this opportunity to bless the name of Jesus despite all the circumstances and things that are happening in our world globally, in our nation, in our state and also Father the things that are happening personally in our own hearts, our own lives, in our own families. We want to honour you and we want to give you all the glory. And we want to thank you, although we may not be able to understand it all. We thank you that you're a good father and you're a good God and you've got good things for us. And so we lean into your goodness this morning. We focus on the greatness of who you are. Lord, I'm praying today and at this Christmas time that families would be restored and reconciled. I'm praying at this time, people that are away and cold in their heart towards you will become fully devoted followers of Jesus again. I'm praying, Father, for our community, for the homeless and for the poor, that you would help us to meet the needs that are within our local community in feeding and clothing and blessing those that are in need. I'm praying today, Father, that we would gather around the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, as we come around your word today, speak to our hearts, change our lives and let your presence just be made real in our worlds today. In Jesus' name and someone with faith said, Amen. Let's go to work. Let us go to work. In a moment, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. And we're going to cross-reference that with um, Isaiah chapter 7. We're not going to read it, but we are going to refer to it because the prophecy about Jesus, which we're going to focus on today... Is comes from an Old Testament prophecy in the book of Isaiah, from the prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter seven, in particular verse number fourteen. And today I want to speak to you from the subject of the miracle of Emmanuel, the miracle of Emmanuel. Before we talk about what that miracle is, um, and before we talk, I suppose about. The miracle of the good news of Jesus, I think that we've got to just really focus on that word for a moment or focus on that phrase that the story and the narrative that we tell and have been told about Jesus is referred to as the good news. It's not mediocre news, it's not average news, it is good news it's actually like the word good is so overused in our in our context in our generation we we say that dinner was good but that version of goodness although that steak or if you're a vegetarian sorry about that but if if that if that food that you're eating well, that was so good that was amazing my brother-in-law honestly my mother-in-law's a fantastic cook and um my brother-in-law, Kirk, shout out Kirk, he would always get halfway through the meal and just, oh, that was so good. But even in his enthusiasm towards um, Avril, my, mom, my mother-in-law's cooking, even his enthusiasm about how good it was, and it was, it's incredible, it does not even compare to the good news of Jesus. See, a meal doesn't change someone's life, but the message and the good news, the birth of Jesus, the narrative, the story and the miracles within the story are really, really good news. They're not just good news, like they are life changing news. It is life transforming news. It is addiction breaking news. It is demonic spirit smashing news. It is the good news of Jesus. And we must understand that it is good news. The message of the good news to a religious bunch of boring people that was so bound out by rules and regulations. They had so many hows that they were were so focused on the how and what they needed to do to please God, that they lost sight of the who that God is. And when Jesus, when the who of God appeared in flesh, incarnate in the earth, in the person of Jesus, the fullness of God wrapped in human flesh, in the neighborhood, in the person of Jesus, they missed it because they were focused so focused on the how and the what of their Christianity that they missed the who. And the who of Jesus is the good. The who of the Bible is the good news. It is the good news. And that good news is wrapped up. Our theology is completely found in who Jesus is as a person. It is good news and it is, it is really, really amazing, amazing news. And one of the miracles of the good news of Jesus, one of the greatest things about the gospel is that Jesus appears to humanity, to you and to me as Emmanuel. Now that word Emmanuel simply means God with us. And this whole idea broke so many paradigms for uh, the people of Jesus' day, the Jewish people of Jesus' time, because they believed that God was the kind of God that could appear and do miracles for them, but he wasn't the sort of God that would come and do life with them. It's not God for us, although he is. It's Emmanuel, God with us. They saw God as this militant military leader that might come and overtake Rome at one point in time and liberate them and free them and restore the promised land to them. But yes, he is the God. He is the God that is for us. That's true. But more importantly, he is the God that is with us. And the reason why the distinction is important is because our us um, our. Human understanding of God being for us is sometimes misaligned with what God's version and God's will is when we think He's for us. That's why some people die of sickness, and that's why some, some. Uh, some of you have lost your job this year and that's why some of you things have happened this year. And if we keep interpreting God for us through our Western lens, thinking that that means God's going to bless us in the way that the world determines blessing, then we're going to fail to see That even though in our natural eye, through our Western concept of blessing and prosperity and favour, it seems like God isn't for us when he really is. And we know that he's for us, not by what he's doing about us, but the fact that God is with us. Let's read Matthew chapter 18 and verse number... uh, Sorry, Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, now, for those of you that don't know what that means, please garner children, block your ears. Before they had sex, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because her Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He was a good man, Joseph. He had in his mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. And he took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. The good news of Jesus. Some of the greatest news that you can ever, when you fully understand this and get the revelation of this, is that God is with us. Now, the Jews of Jesus' time, as I've already kind of mentioned, um, and certainly certainly, um, our religious mindset, the Jewish mindset of that time, but the religious mindset, uh, religion militates against this idea that God could be with us. That God could be with us. But the truth is, is that God is with us. No matter what we're going through. In fact, the story of the Bible from the start of the Old Testament to the end of the New Testament, all 66 books tell stories of crazy situations where God is with his people. Well, God's with you. With God, well, God's with God's with Joseph, and God's with God's with um, Elijah. God's with Elijah when he's depressed and when he's hiding from Jezebel, and God's with Noah when the world's being flooded, and God's with with uh, Jeremiah, and God's with Jonah even when he's running from the will of God. God is still there. God's with Daniel when he's put in a lion's den, shutting the mouth of the lion. He's with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the four Babylon, the, the Babylonian boys, four the three Babylonian boys in the fire. He's the fourth one standing in the fire. He's with them. He's Emmanuel God with us. He's with Job when Job's losing everything. When he's family and friends are saying just deny God, just God is just, man this this is not working for you but God was with him God was with Jesus God was with the New Testament church when they were being persecuted, God was with them God was with them when they were in prison cells and when they were being crucified upside down, God was with them God like he was with them, my suggestion to you today is that God is with us. Remember not to to confuse the two, not God for us, although he is for us, but God is with us. The foundational truth and revelation that you need to get is that despite what is happening in your life whether people are dying, whether the job loss is happening, whether global pandemics are breaking out, whether um, whether lockdowns or lockouts are happening. The truth of the matter is not to say, God, are you for us? The truth of the matter, the truth of life, the foundational revelation that we need to have at the basis of a whole lot of our thinking is that despite what's happening out there, God is with us. I believe that this was one of the major truths that the New Testament church had. Look at the crazy persecution they went through for over 200 years, severe constant persecution where they were fearing they were they were they were they were truly an underground church and they continued to thrive and grow and God was moving and what was the foundational truth the foundational truth was we may not be in a temple anymore we may not be have the stained glass windows anymore we may be the outcasts of society but God is with us And because God is with us, God is for us. And I'm here to encourage someone today to let you know in your grief, in your heartache, in your confusion, in your hurt, in your betrayal, in your sickness. In the moment that you find yourself in is just to let you know that the story and one of the greatest messages of the good news is that Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is with us and just like he was with us with with uh, the people in the time of the Bible, so is he with us. Now I've already mentioned as I race this message to a close that that Jesus was. Um, sorry, that Matthew quotes um, Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah chapter 7, where he says, the virgin will conceive and give birth and they will call him Emmanuel. That's directly out of Isaiah chapter 7. What was happening in Isaiah chapter 7? Well, it's quite interesting. Ahaz was the king, was one of the kings in Israel at that point in time. If you don't know, Israel had kind of, after Solomon and David, is separated into a few different kingdoms. And Ahaz is actually being attacked by one of the other kingdoms, by his kinsmen. He's being attacked, if you like. And there's persecution and there's discord and there's disunity. And people are locked out of different areas and of the nation and of this promised land and and things aren't looking good. And Ahaz feels cornered, he feels trapped. The remarkable thing about King Ahaz is the Bible records that Ahaz wasn't even faithful to God. But in the midst of Isaiah's, uh, in the midst of King Ahaz's situation, Isaiah gets a word from God to bring to Ahaz. And essentially the word is that stop worrying. God is going to intervene into your impossible circumstance. You're facing a situation where you might not see any way out right now, but I'm going to deliver you. I am going to intervene. I am going to do something. I'm in control. I'm on the throne. So go with my program and not your own. I think we could quite easily compare Ahaz and Joseph. Joseph was faced with a similar situation where he was different circumstances, but the same premise, where he was faced with an impossible circumstance and situation. Yet God interrupts and God gives Joseph a dream and speaks to him. An angel appears to him and says to him, hey, "Oh, sorry, yeah, the Lord appears to him in a dream." And says, hey, man, don't worry about it. I've got this under control. Go with my plan. Go with my plan. And the plan was that in the midst of what Ahaz was going through, in the midst of what Joseph was going through, there was the promise of Emmanuel. The promise of Emmanuel. Emmanuel. The nation's being attacked. Ahaz is persecuted. He's living in fear. He doesn't know what the future holds. And Isaiah prophesied. So what did Emmanuel mean to Isaiah, for example? Emmanuel meant to Isaiah, the prophet, the man of God, even living under the shadow of an unfaithful, unrighteous king, that God was still moving. That God was in the midst and in the midst of an unfaithful king, in the midst of war and persecution and division as a country. God is still moving and it's in this climate that Isaiah receives this prophecy and this prophetic word. It's in the midst that God is really communicating this amazing message and he's saying, hey I care. What's this prophecy saying of of Emmanuel, God with us? It's saying this, God cares. Jesus cares. It's saying that God loves, that God loves you and that God loves me and God loves the the children of Israel. And despite the circumstances and despite what the natural is telling us, the message of Emmanuel is that no matter what you find yourself in, God is with us. What else is it saying? It's saying that God is present. You mean in this mess? You mean in this world? You mean when I'm fearful about what life might be like for my children and my children's children, let alone the next 10 or 15 years, let alone next year? Yes, friend, the miracle and the good news of Jesus, the good news story of Christmas is that Jesus is Emmanuel. And whether you're in a third world country with nothing to eat, no hope at all, there is a message to you and it is Emmanuel. God is with us and God is present. I'm reminded of Psalm chapter 23. I feel like preaching, man. I'm reminded of Psalm chapter 23, where the, where the psalmist David so eloquently pens that famous verse: "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your rod and your staff they comfort me; for you are with me, even though I walk through that through the valley of the shadow of death itself." God is with me friend you might feel like you're in that valley right now and I'm here to encourage you that God is with you what else was it saying to Isaiah it was saying that God cared it was saying that God loved it was saying that God was faithful it was saying that God is present it's also saying that God is gracious It's saying that God is so gracious, He's in control that that He has a plan and that plan cannot be altered by man's ways. If that's what it was saying to Isaiah, what was it saying to Matthew, the author of the Gospel here, who chose to repeat... These prophetic words as they speak to Jesus. Well, to Matthew, just like, like Emmanuel meant uh, what Emmanuel meant to Isaiah and his community at that time. Emmanuel meant that now, Emmanuel to Matthew's generation meant what it meant to Isaiah's generation. That all these things that were thought of for Isaiah were now for his generation. Matthew was saying, wow, I can appropriate that. I can say that that God is present. I can say that God is faithful. I can say that God is gracious. I can say that in the midst of a sinful, crazy, dark world, God cares and God loves and that God is this same Emmanuel. God with us is also with us. And so likewise, as we wrap this up to a close, we can say today that the scandalous message of the good news of Jesus, the scandalous message of, 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 uh, of the incarnation of Jesus, being born of a virgin, being miraculously born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born into this world, with the purpose that he might die and take away the sins of the world, be resurrected on the third day, ascend back into heaven, sending the gift of the Holy Spirit. The scandal of the incarnation, the scandal of the Christmas story is that God is with us us that don't deserve it, us that could never earn it, us that are just not quite perfect enough, us that are broken, us that have doubts, us that have fears, us that that aren't perfect. God is with us. And the greatest revelation and a, a, a revelation that I'm praying as your pastor that you get today is that God is with you with us and I know some of you are going through some very difficult trying times at this point in time but if I can say anything to you right now it would be to let you know that you serve a God, you have a God, he is a God that is Emmanuel God with us And friend, I believe right now that God is with us. God is right here, right now with you. And I pray in this season, no matter what you're going through, that you would realise that God is right there in this very moment. Father, we thank you that you revealed yourself to us as Emmanuel, God that is with us. No matter where we are, no matter what we're up to, no matter what the circumstances of our lives are, I'm praying that there would just be a release and a revelation that you're with us right now, right here and now, in Jesus' name, amen. God is with us. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. We're excited to hang out over the next couple of weeks. Some important news coming up about how we're going to start gathering again on Sundays um, in January. It's going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to be incredible. And uh, we're excited to be able to do that. Don't forget, head to our website, empowerchurch.co. And uh, if you want to connect with us, fill out the form that's there, the connect form right at the bottom of that opening page. We'd love to connect with you if you have a prayer request, if you have anything, any need, um, or you just want to call. We'd love to connect with you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.